ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, Purpose Girls. So when I was in college, I found this mirror at this little boutique on campus that said, you are so gorgeous, your eyes sparkle. Oh, and your lips are so adorable when you smile. And the mirror went on and on. It was like while you were looking at yourself, you were reading lines and lines telling you, the person looking in the mirror, how beautiful and adorable and fantastic you were. I loved it so much. It was more than $100. And I remember thinking, I don't have money for this. But I waited tables. I made my own money. So I'm like, I have to have this. And that mirror has traveled with me from home to home for more than 20 years. I guess I knew then that... We need to bathe ourselves in self-love, that we need to give the same kind of love to ourselves that we give to other people. I guess I knew then that I wanted some mirror that was telling me, mirror, mirror on the wall, you're so awesome all the time. So February 13th is both International Day of Self-Love and Galentine's Day, which is a day to honor and celebrate your friends. But if you're like me and just about every woman I know, then you are so good a giving, giving, giving to everyone else, that today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about how do you give to yourself? How do you really love yourself? Right? Self-love is such a buzzword. So we are going to dive into how we really love ourselves. And you want to stay tuned till the very end when I'm going to be giving you purpose power tips that you can start using immediately. But first, my new section where I am doing a review reading it aloud. And I want to read this to you today from A.M.W. Olson in the United States. She says, motivating. Listening to the Purpose Girl podcast is the highlight of my day. Karen is so inspiring and motivating. Aw, thank you. Thank you, Karen, for living out your purpose and inspiring others to do the same. Oh my gosh. A.M.W., thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Hearing from you guys means so much to me because that's why I do what I do. And so... If you have been thinking about leaving a review for the Purpose Girl podcast and you're like, oh, I'll get to it later, I don't have time, please hit pause and just go to Apple Podcasts or whatever whatever podcast app you listen on and leave a review for two minutes. It matters because the more reviews that we have, that I have, the more other women find us. And that's how we're going to change the world one woman at a time. And in honor of self-love day, I am doing a big launch of amazing new products on the Happy Woman Shop. So you want to stay tuned till the end for me to talk about some of those. Okay. So everyone tells us to just love yourself, right? Like self-love is such a buzzword. It's like half of Instagram memes out there are self-love. Every other word on Facebook, someone's telling you, just love yourself, just love yourself. But self-love is hard, right? I mean, if you're at all like I am, I'm a recovering beat myself upper, right? My mom and my dear friend Allison have always told me that I am so much harder on myself than anyone that they know. And I know that this is a recovering perfectionist thing. 
right? I have been a perfectionist my whole life. Maybe it's the Virgo in me. But I know that when I was a little girl and my parents talked about how I was their perfect child, all I wanted to do was to uphold my standing. And so anytime I did something that wasn't perfect, right, that maybe I hurt a friend or maybe I said something stupid in a meeting or maybe I got a B and not an A or maybe as an adult I, you know, got divorced, like any of these things that are not perfect, I've been so hard on myself. It's easy to love myself when I do something awesome. Right. Like if you sit down to your review, one of my clients, her boss called her in last week and she was like, oh, maybe she just wants to update me on some reports or on a meeting that she had. And she got a big fat raise and she was promoted to a senior vice president. Well, it's really easy to love yourself when you're being promoted to senior vice president. Right. Or another one of my clients, she witnessed her child be nice to another child. You know, it was a group of girls and, you know, they're all around 10 or 11 or 12. And the girls were all being mean to one girl. But she saw her own daughter stand up for that girl, and she was so proud in that moment. And so in that moment, she could be loving toward herself because she's like, oh, you know, maybe I did something. I've taught her something here. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of her. So in the good moments, it's really easy to love ourselves. But what about in the other moments? What about when we say something in a meeting And we mess up the numbers, right? I remember when I was back in kind of my corporate days and I thought I was making this great point in a meeting and I was like adamant about my point. And then someone else pointed out that I had my numbers wrong. And then I was so ashamed. Or the first time I bumped into someone after my divorce, someone I hadn't seen in like 10 years since high school. And he's like, how are you? I'm like, well, I'm getting a divorce and I know, oh, that sounds so weird. And I like seriously, like three and a half minutes went by and I think he was embarrassed. My friend who I was with was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Like I didn't know where to stop. And then I felt so stupid, right? So it's easy to be kind to yourself when you're rocking it out. Not so easy when you're not. Last week, Josh and I were in New York for the week. And you know what? I glutened it up. I usually do not eat gluten. I don't have an allergy, but I feel better when I don't. And I had pizza and I had this amazing donut and like shout out to the donut plant. Like the food was so good. And I had little burgers one night late at night. We went for a sexy date and all they had on the menu for like little appetizers. I had these little burgers. And then the last couple of days, like my stomach feels bloated and I'm headed off to Miami. I'm going into a bathing suit and I'm like, oh, you know, like I don't like how I look. Right. So it's easy to love yourself when you're rocking it out. Not as easy to love yourself in some of the darker moments and some of the moments where you feel less than. But we need to love ourselves. So I want to talk about what self-love is. Right. And why do we even beat ourselves up? And what do we know from the research? So because everyone tells us to just love ourselves and it's so stinking hard, right? It takes time. I started thinking that we kind of need to back it up before self-love. So let's talk about why self-love is even important. So many people think that self-love is selfish and We've all grown up with the golden rule, right? Whether you are a Christian or not, I'm Jewish, it doesn't matter. This idea of do unto others as you would have done unto you, right? This idea of it's better to give than to receive. And these are beautiful values, beautiful principles. And especially as women, I've been reading this book called The Female Brain, and it's incredible. And it breaks down how as women, literally our brains 
in utero, so about eight weeks is when the gender, right, the the gender of the baby, the fetus in utero, begins to develop. So, which is you either continue on a track, everybody starts out actually with kind of a more female brain. And then at around eight weeks, if the gender is going to be a boy, then the brain is flooded with testosterone. And that starts to bring out some of the more aggressive centers and other brain centers. In women, we continue with the growth of estrogen, right, in little girl babies in utero. And the research has shown that a baby's, a little baby girl's brain, when she is born, is actually more wired for connection, more wired for communication, more wired for nurturing. And they can see it in how a baby, like baby girls, baby boys, how they respond, how their eyes respond and pay attention to others. So there are these fascinating studies. And so we grow up, there is both nature here and there is some nurture, but in general, Girls or women, we grew up learning to take care of everyone else. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. But in that mix of just wanting to make sure that everyone else was okay, that everyone else was taken care of, that everyone else was happy, we started to think that if we wanted what we wanted, then we were selfish. I actually just had this example. I was out to dinner with two girlfriends. And these are my mastermind sisters. They're each rocking it out in their own businesses. Like We support each other at this huge high level. It's incredible. And we were choosing where to go to dinner. And one of them said, oh, Mexican sounds good. Now, my first thought was, yuck, I do not want Mexican. Okay, because I had had Mexican two nights in a row, two nights in a row. And I was like, I do not want it for a third night. And so I said, oh, I had it the last couple of nights. But then one of my friends who's pregnant, she was the one who had said Mexican sounded good. So then I said, oh, you know what? It's no big deal. We can go to Mexican. And of course, it wasn't a big deal. Like, who cares? So I ate a taco instead of an enchilada to mix it up. It's not that it was a big deal, but in my brain, there was some old pattern in my brain that started to tell me that if I wanted what I wanted, then I was selfish. I was bad. I was wrong. And that it's better to give than to receive. Now, what I really think it was is that we were probably supposed to be told it's better to give and receive. This is what one of my mentors, Christina Rilo, has said, and I think it is so brilliant. But that thought in my head, which is very old patterning, that I was going to be selfish if I spoke up about what I wanted to eat. This is why it's become, I think, so hard for us to love ourselves. Someone somewhere has told us that loving ourselves, self-love, which I'm going to dive into what self-love is in a couple of different models, but that loving ourselves is selfish. And what I want to propose today is that loving ourselves is actually other-ish. And here's why. Research shows that there is something called social contagion or emotion contagion. And what that means is that our emotions are contagious to other people. So when you're around someone who's like really uplifting, they're really happy, they're feeling good, they're very positive, you catch their emotion and you feel more positive. But if you're around someone who is complaining all the time, they're negative, they find the negativity in every situation, right? It's like a beautiful day with one cloud and they're like, yeah, but look at the cloud you start to catch their emotion. And the research shows that our emotions are contagious up to three degrees of separation. So this is why it matters how you feel about yourself, how you feel about life, how your emotions are contagious. They are contagious to your friends. They are contagious to your coworkers. They are contagious to your partner if you have one or your partners. They are contagious to your kids. 
And I speak to so many moms who would pay any amount of money, like maybe this is you, right? You probably would pay any amount of money to ensure that your child is happy, to ensure that your child feels good about him or herself. But when it comes to actually investing in yourself, to doing something nice for yourself, to getting yourself a little gift, to getting yourself, whether it's a massage or a getaway, or beyond that, trusting your own gut, whether it's about Mexican food or it's about knowing that it's time for you to get a new job or it's about knowing that it's time for you to go back to work or it's about knowing that it's time for you to stay at home. Trusting ourselves is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves and others. Every time you do not trust yourself, what happens is that you dampen, you dampen your intuition a tiny bit. You dampen your joy a little bit. And then it's harder to pull it back out the next time. And so self-love matters. It's not selfish. I think of it as other-ish because if you give, we all have heard the, the, the airline scenario, right? You've got to put your own mask on first. I want to take it to another level. If you're driving a car, you cannot drive a car on empty. Your car will literally stop and then you can't keep going, right? If your gas tank is empty. The same is true if you're pouring a glass of wine, right? We had some friends over last night. When the bottle was empty, the bottle was empty. There was no more to pour. And so what we want is we want you to have a constantly full bottle. Now, that doesn't mean you're always going to be happy, but it means that you are filling yourself up. You're filling yourself up with hobbies and activities that you love. You're filling yourself up with nourishing, nurturing, girlfriends, sisterhood, relationships. You're filling yourself up by reading inspiring quotes, by holding coffee mugs that feel so delicious and yummy, by being around people that are uplifting. You're filling yourself up by taking care of your body. Now, I'm not perfect at any of this. I'm certainly not perfect at doing all of it at the same time. This is our opportunity. This is our opportunity to start doing it differently. And this is why self-love is so important. And I know that going from self-loathing, which is a real issue. I mean, how many people do you know who really are self-loathing? According to Dove, 80% of American women dislike some aspect of their bodies. It's higher in Australia. According to Glamour magazine, 97% of women that they surveyed, 97% had a moment of self-ickiness about themselves at least once a day. So how many people do you know who are self-loathing? So I know it's a big gap to go from self-loathing to self-love. So I have a new model for this, and it begins with self-okayness. Self-okayness, right? If you can't love yourself yet, and love means adoration, love means admiration, love means self-respect, love means trust. And I will be getting into different branches and different kind of all the aspects of self-love in a little bit. But if you cannot totally love yourself, we want to begin with self-okayness. You know what? I'm okay. You know what? I did say something in a meeting that I wish was different, but the world's not going to come to an end. It's okay. The more you have self-okayness, and dare I say, if you can't even get to self-okayness, then below self-okayness is self-tolerance, right? Where you tolerate yourself, where you tolerate something like, ah, eh, you don't like Brussels sprouts, but you'll tolerate them in the salad, <laughs> okay? So it's self-tolerance and then self-okayness, where you come to say, I'm not perfect. I'm messy. We are all messy. This is part of life and it's okay, 
One of my dear friends, Amelia Zivotovskaya, who runs the Certificate in Applied Positive Psychology program that I teach in, she thinks of positive psychology as permission to be human, right? Positive psychology is the scientific study of happiness and human flourishing. It's what I teach you on the Purpose Girl podcast. I teach you the science of women's happiness. And we can think of this as permission to be imperfect, permission to be human, because that's the human experience. It's messy. We're not perfect. We're going to upset people because we're all different. We're going to make mistakes. That's why a mistake is you get a retake. And so having either tolerance or self-okayness is the place to start. Once you have a sense of like, you know what? It's okay. I'm human. It's okay. I'm human. It's okay. Right? I wish I hadn't just screamed at my child, but I'm human. It's okay. I'm going to go and apologize. Right? I'm going to own what I did. I'm going to work on doing it differently next time. I'm going to see where my, my mistake was in the meeting. I'm going to learn from it. It's okay. The next step up from self-okayness is self-acceptance. So tolerance is like saying, I can live with that. You know, I can live with the fact that I'm human. Acceptance goes beyond that. And it says, you know what? Being human, that's all right. It's okay. Right. So, so that's why we want to move from self-tolerance to self-okayness. And then we want to go even deeper into accepting and that you accept who you are in all of your glory. Right. It's like we so much want to just be the light. We just want to be fun. We want to be successful. We want to be happy. We want to be proud. We want to feel calm. We all want the light. But we cannot have the fullness of the light, if we don't also accept that part of the human condition is darkness. And this is wholeness. And this has been a huge thing that I have had to learn and relearn and relearn again, because I always just wanted to be the happy kid. I just want to be happy. I want to be happy. You know, in my household, I wanted everyone to see me as the happy one so that we never fought. But that's not always possible. Because we also have this aspect of darkness. We have sadness. We have fear. We have anger. And every emotion is neither good nor bad. They just show us something. And so the more we can come to accept that, of course, we're going to fail, right? Like accepting failure as, wow, failure is actually good for you. I heard this story recently that there is the CEO, and I can't remember who he is. So someone tell me if, if, if you know, who says to his kids at the end of the day, what was good today? And how did you fail today? And if they don't have anything that they failed on, then he will say to them, oh, it must not have been a good day, right? Try better tomorrow. Try harder tomorrow. Because quote unquote failing to him, and I am learning, so hopefully you're learning too, failure means that you tried, that you tried something new, that you went for it. And in that, as long as you learn from it, you learn what works, what doesn't work, what else you might want to do. You gain some courage, you gain some strength. Then there's no such thing as failure. And so we can accept, we can go from this self-tolerance to self-okayness and even self-acceptance. And so self-acceptance has this beautiful quality. Now, once we come to accept ourselves, we can go up a notch. And here's where it starts getting really juicy. Now we can move on to self-liking, right? I'm not asking you to love yourself yet. I'm asking you to like yourself. I'm asking you to think about and fill in this sentence, I like me when. 
Like when do you actually like yourself that you think, you know what, I'm kind of fun or I'm kind of quirky. I'm kind of interesting. I started my empowered group, which is my four month group coaching program for women who want to rock it out and live their purpose. And each woman was introducing herself. And and I asked, what does it mean to live in your truth? And a woman said, being my raw, weird self. And I loved it. I'm still like smiling from ear to ear because aren't we all like a little weird? And our weirdness is what we learned to not like, not love when we were growing up because it made us different or it made it so that kids made fun of us or it made us so we were outsiders and we wanted to erase it so we could be like them. But our weirdness now, our weirdness as adults is what makes us cool. Frankly, our weirdness as kids is what makes us cool too, right? That's a huge opportunity that we can teach our kids. So our weirdness, our uniqueness is what makes us just extraordinary and special and fun and interesting and quirky and cool. So we want to move on into self-liking, actually finding that which about yourself you like and see if you can even like how you respond to challenge, how you respond to failure, liking that you are able to be resilient. Because I guarantee, woman, you've been through a lot and you've gotten back up. So like that about yourself. Like that you, even if you went off on your kids and you didn't mean to, like that you took a few deep breaths and you went back and apologized. We can begin to like ourselves. And then once we like ourselves, now we can move into loving ourselves. And loving ourselves is when we treat ourselves the same way that we would treat a child, the same way that you would treat your five-year-old niece if she came to you and she was crying and she felt ugly, or your 13-year-old niece or nephew who felt, you know, like they had so much acne and they were ugly and no one loved them. What would you do? You would hold that child. You would love on that child. You would tell that child you would caress his or her cheek. You would caress his or her hair. You would tell that child how beautiful they are, how fun they are, how smart they are, or et cetera, et cetera, right? Like you would really love that child. You would give that child so much kindness. And if the child made a mistake because a child is going to make a mistake and the child came to you and asked for forgiveness, you would accept their apology. This is what self-love means. It means to be kind to ourselves and treat ourselves as we would a child, right? There's that old phrase to love others as we love ourselves. But most people I know are way better to other people than they are to themselves. Like, is that you? Like, maybe you are way better to other people than you are to yourself. So I would say that what we really want here is to treat others as you treat children and treat yourself as you treat children that you love. Because as you come to love yourself, now we can move into self-celebration. And this is the level of self-love that's like, I celebrate that I'm failing because, or that I failed or whatever it is. I celebrate that I failed at that test because I learned from it. Or I celebrate that that job didn't work out because it's getting me one step closer to the next one. I celebrate that I live in the fullness. I celebrate that I live both in the high of the highs and the low of the lows. I celebrate that I'm experiencing the fullness and aliveness of life. This is our opportunity to actually celebrate life and celebrate ourselves. Now, I know I'm asking something huge by asking you to go to self-celebration. And I'm going to teach you how to get there. 
Okay, speaking of celebrating, I feel like it was my birthday today because I opened my first FabFitFun box. Like, I don't know if you've ever gotten those of like those quarterly boxes that are filled with amazing products. I cannot recommend this highly enough. When I was growing up, my sister was the one who was constantly in the know about beauty products, and she's the one who told me what to use. But obviously, I don't live with her anymore, and so I need someone else. And that's where FabFitFun comes in. And I had seen other people opening them and showing off all this stuff and how fun they were on Instagram and on Facebook. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give that a shot. And I am telling you, it is amazing. It's so much fun. And so basically, there's all these new products in it, whether it's beauty or fashion. And when I opened up the box, there were like face masks, which I'm taking to Florida because I'm going away with my friend Monique. And there was like full size hand creams. And given how the winter has been, there was a beautiful like black clutch purse that's so cute, like a full size wallet that was leather. It's like amazing. I'm like totally blown away. And I cannot wait to get my next spring box. So they come every quarter. And If you're shopping for gift ideas or, of course, for self-love for yourself, you're going to want to get the FabFitFun box. You get like maybe, I don't know, two, three, sometimes $400 worth of goods, all for only $49.99. However, the boxes always sell out. And for my people, for all of you out there, they're giving you $10 off of your first box. So you want to go to FabFitFun.com, use the code PURPOSE, and get $10 off. And you can start using all these products right away. Again, it's over $200 for only $39.99. If you go to fabfitfun.com, you use my code PURPOSE, you'll get the $10 off. You will love it. And then we can compare notes together on all the good stuff that we're using. In fact, here's where self-love, I think, kind of goes awry. People think that the only form of self-love is taking care of your beauty needs. Now, that's actually a form of self-love that I have not been that great at. Like, I, since I never knew about products, I wasn't that good at it. I do get mani pedis, and now I make sure I get a massage once a month. And I know that that's not possible for everybody out there. But I think so often when we think of self-love, we only think of the mani pedi. We only think of the self-care. And self-care is hugely important, but it's only one aspect of self-love. We want to open up and we want to understand all of the different aspects of self-love. And one of my former mentors is like the queen of self-love. And in fact, my dear, dear, dear friend, Stacy, now is the director of the of, of the school, which is called The Path of Self-Love. And she and I were talking and she was telling me how there are 10 branches of self-love, right? So what makes up self-love? How can you become more self-loving? So first, there's self-awareness and honesty. And this comes with really a deep understanding of who you are. Like, who are you and who are you not? And being committed to the truth, the truth about yourself and being in that alignment, right? How often, it's like that whole Mexican story. I was aware that, and I didn't want Mexican and I was being dishonest with my friends, which didn't actually help anybody because then it was like, I made sure to not feel grumpy and I made sure to end up telling them what I wanted. But we need to be self-aware and be honest with ourselves. It's the only way to feel full and alive and continue to fill up our self-love cup. Number two, self-acceptance, the path of self-love tells us. And this is the choice to really like who you are, like we were just talking about, without judgment without apology, without wishing you could be somebody else. It's really adoring and appreciating who you are. Self-care, of course, is the third, and that's making sure that you're taking care of yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, right? We cannot want other people, like our kids or our friends, to take care of their bodies well 
if we aren't doing it ourselves. We can't say to other people, go for your dreams. If we aren't doing that ourselves, like we have to take care of ourselves. And when people say to me, but I can't love my body because it's, you know, I'm too round or my butt's too big or my belly's too big. We want to love our bodies so much that we love them in any shape and size. And we love them so much that we want to feed them foods that feel good to them. We want to feed them fuel that actually like keeps us going. And we want to take care of our bodies and give it the movement. Now, I'm not perfect at this by any means, but it is a huge branch. The next is self-compassion and self-forgiveness. And this is really giving yourself the same compassion that you would to a friend who came to you who was struggling or who messed up and needed some apology. So Kristen Neff is the top researcher in self-compassion. In fact, she's the one who actually put self-compassion as a research concept on the map. And what she has found with self-compassion, you know, so many people like me and maybe like you beat yourself up all the time. And we're really harsh. We're critical to ourselves. And what Kristen Neff has found, she did research on what is more motivating. Like, first of all, why do people beat themselves up? And what she found is that people beat themselves up like me, maybe like you, because we think that it's going to help us be better next time, right? Like you eat the donut and then you go, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Why did I eat that? I'm so stupid. I can't believe I, I always fail. Why do we say those things to ourselves? We say them because we think it's motivating us next time. But in her research studies, what she's actually found is that it's not motivating. Rather, when we say that to ourselves, it just brings down our self-esteem it brings down our confidence. It brings down our joy and our happiness. And then we're actually less likely to do it differently next time. As opposed to what Kristen Neff, this is the top researcher, Kristen Neff identifies as self-compassion, which is being kind to ourselves and, and understanding this permission to be human, that there's kind of common humanity and that we can be mindful and choose differently next time. And so I actually went away for a week last year to California and did an intensive on self-compassion. I'm telling you, I'm a big recovering beat myself upper. And so it cost me a lot of money and a lot of time. And I went to study with Kristen and did this five-day intensive. And in order to really become more self-compassionate, you actually have to look at all the places where you're not. And that, my friend, was hard, like really, really, really hard. But then... With that, as I was looking at all the places where I'm not compassionate myself, where I was so hard on myself, she started teaching us the tools, simple tools, like giving yourself kind touch, just like you would with a child. Like I thought about, she said, what's the most loving touch you can imagine? And for me, it was when I was young and my grandmother would gently touch my cheek. My grandmother had the softest skin. Or for you, it might be giving yourself a hug, right? So it's giving ourselves that same love. And then it's identifying the real emotion, right? So I feel shame or I feel anger. I feel sadness. I feel guilt without jumping to, I'm a crappy person for feeling anger or I shouldn't feel, you know, guilt. I hate myself for, for being so guilty or whatever it might be. You just name the emotion. And then you find that common humanity like, well, of course I feel guilty. I'm letting a friend down or of course, you know, and our society says I'm not supposed to let a friend down. Of course, I feel angry. What he said to me was really awful. And it's okay. Right? So we kind of, you want to normalize it. And then after you normalize it, you ask yourself, and what do I need? You become so mindful. 
And what do I need? What would be something that would be really kind to myself? And what Kristen Neff shows in her research is that self-compassion actually is more motivating than self-criticism. That once we're kind to ourselves, right? Because then we want to become like the most loving cheerleader that you could possibly imagine. Someone who's like, it's going to be okay. You've got this. Get yourself back up. You can do it. I believe in you. That is so much more motivating. There was actually a research study with bowlers and their coaches and which was more effective if the coaches were like, how could you do that? You screwed up. Loser, do better next time. Or the coaches who said to the bowlers, you got this, get back up. You can do it. I believe in you. Okay, that one's gone. You can do the next one. And of course, the more cheerleading motivating was more successful. So we want to do that same thing with ourselves. Okay, back to our long list of what it takes to do more self-love. Self-trust. I think this is like, star this one. This is where it's at. Self-trust is really choosing to listen and follow your inner voice. Not the voice that says, how could you want to leave your job? You're so ridiculous. You really think people would read your blog? No, not that voice. That is your fear brain. I'm talking about your inner wisdom voice. The voice that is slower, that is more calm that has a knowing and tells your body with juice and excitement, ooh, we want this. And so many women I know, like maybe you have ignored that voice or told her to shut up. I know I did for a long, long time. And so for me, it's been like this friendly, you know, coaxing her out, telling her I'm going to keep listening to her. And when I don't, like starting to go for Mexican again, Tell her, ooh, okay, I know that I didn't trust, my, trust you here. I will next time. So self-trust is really, I believe, is the heart of self-love. Trusting that you know yourself best. Self-esteem is having belief in yourself. And in positive psychology, instead of self-esteem, we talk about self-efficacy. Self-esteem has been found in the research to actually be kind of a little bit empty. There was the whole self-esteem movement for kids that we would just say, you're so awesome, you're so great, you can do it. And then kids felt like a fraud, right? If they didn't get 100% on a test or they didn't do well at the track meet, but their parent was saying, no, you're awesome. They're like, no, I really wasn't. It's much better. Instead, we want to teach self-efficacy. And self-efficacy is knowing, believing that you have whatever you need to be able to succeed, which means that you can be resourceful, which means that you can be resilient. And you can learn more about self-efficacy. You can go back to episode four when I was talking to Louisa Jewell, who has an incredible book about this. So we want to really look at self-efficacy. A couple more, self-empowerment, right? Which is like really like choosing to take charge and responsibility of your life. This is what I love about the women who just joined my Empowered program. I said to them, like any of them who have a story, I never take care of myself or I don't go for my dreams or I don't allow myself to really go for it. I said, no more. Like that's an old story because the minute that you said yes to yourself and you signed up for Empowered for this four month journey to yourself to live your dreams, it's an old story. So even if you find yourself going back to that pattern here and there in the next few months and the rest of your life, in this moment, you've made a choice. You've changed the trajectory of your life. You chose to not be victim, but to be the creator of your life. And so self-empowerment is huge. It's taking major radical responsibility for your own life to be what you want it to be. Self-expression. 
is letting the world see you. It's actually like putting yourself out there. It doesn't mean you have to have a podcast, although go for it. I want to hear if you do. It doesn't mean you have to have a YouTube channel, but it means that you actually share your truth. You speak what is in your heart without apology, without holding back. A couple more. Self-pleasure. Oh, letting yourself have the experience of joy and pleasure. Letting yourself receive yumminess whether it's sexual pleasure or it is, you know, that delicious center of a molten chocolate cake, like letting yourself have a little pleasure and self-worth, knowing that you are valuable. So there are so many paths into self-love and you can ask yourself, which of these am I rocking it out in? Like maybe you're rocking it out in self-care, but you're not rocking it out in self-trust. And you can say, make that your mantra for the week. For the next 10 weeks, you're going to do one every single week. This is an opportunity because all of us can move from self-loathing into self-love and, dare I say, self-celebration. You know, one way is that with February 13th, International Day of Self-Love coming up on the Happy Woman Shop, we've launched an entire self-love line. In fact, one of my favorites is a mug that kind of looks like the mirror that I told you about. I wrote similar, you know, a similar passage for you to hold the mug. And for the mug, it tells you that you are a queen, you are gorgeous, you are so adorable. And I freaking love it. Of course, a couple new t-shirts and a couple new mugs. And you definitely are going to want to go to happywomanshop.com because we have so many adorable self-love items that are perfect for you or give it to a friend on Valentine's Day because International Day of Self-Love and Valentine's Day are the same day, February 13th. And so give them the gift of self-love. Give them a gift. Give your girlfriends a gift where they feel that they can love themselves more. Hey loves, the next 60 seconds or so are going to sound totally different because after I recorded the podcast, I took off from Miami and realized that there's a couple more things I want to make sure that you know about self-love and what's coming up. First of all, the self-love workbook that I've specifically designed for you to help you figure out your old stories, the old thoughts, the things that you might say to your body that get in your way of self-love. I've specifically designed a workbook for you and you can get it at happywomanshop.com. Also, I am doing a free self-love celebration class on International Day of Self-Love, which is February 13th. You can join me. The registration link is in the show notes and it's going to be amazing and it's free and I can't wait to teach you all about self-love. So join me. In addition, I talked to my friend Stacy, who is the director, the executive director at the Path of Self-Love School. And I'm like, how do I spread the word? Like, how can people love themselves more? And she said that they've actually just posted new self-love classes to pathofselflove.org. And you can go on that website and they have a whole free self-love kit. And it's all about how to make like your 2019 self-love promise to yourself um, so you can support yourself all year long. And so you're going to want to check that out. Overall, What this comes down to are a few things, and these are your purpose power tips. Number one, get yourself to a place of self-okayness first, where you accept your humanness, where you begin to be kind with yourself that, you know, everyone makes mistakes, everyone fails, and you pick yourself back up and you learn from it. Number two, you identify which areas of self-love could help you more. Would it help you to do more self-expression? Do you need more empowerment? Do you really need to up the self-care with your physical practices, whether it's yoga or Pilates or going to the gym? And just choose one and make that your commitment for International Day of Self-Love. And number three, begin to celebrate you. 
So every single day in my journal, I write, I am proud of, or as one of my mentors calls it, I brag. So I switch off the language sometimes, but every day I write what I'm grateful for in my life, what I'm proud of, or what I'm bragging about, and what I desire. Make yourself a list called I love me when. I love this exercise, okay? So you basically sit down with a cup of yummy hot tea or a glass of wine and you start writing the sentence, I love me when. And so I love me when I'm holding my mug with two hands. I love me when I'm reading self-love affirmations to myself. I love me when I am at the bookstore and envisioning me having a book there. I love me when I'm dancing like crazy on the dance floor. I love me when I'm wearing a scarf. I love me when I'm standing up for what I believe in. And you want to keep writing the sentence and it's so fun and it might take you a little while to get into it and it's a practice, right? Every single day I write down what I'm proud of or when I love me or using the words I brag, I kind of switch it up, but they're all the same. And self-love is so important because remember how you feel about yourself is how everyone around you feels, right? They can pick up on it. I can't tell you how many women say to me, oh, I never talk about my thighs in front of my kids. If you feel like your thighs are awful, your kids, they feel it. They know it. Okay, you don't have to say it in front of them. Rather, why aren't you talking about in front of them, you know what? I really love how I'm taking care of my body. I love nourishing my body. I love, you know, really like honoring that this is what allows me to dance and run and sing and play and hold you. So we want to shift, not just to not talking about the negative, but to shifting into the positive because that's how we become our happiest selves. So with that, a couple of things. I am going to be doing a Q&A episode soon. So I want to hear from you. Please leave me a voicemail. We have this amazing new feature that I'm loving, purposegirl.com forward slash voicemail. And you can leave me an actual voicemail. I want to hear what do you want me to talk about? What are your questions for me to answer on the Q&A? Also, make sure that you are going to fabfitfun.com and using the code PURPOSE to get $10 off your first box. I'm telling you, it was like my birthday this morning opening that up. It was so much fun. And three Make sure that you are taking some time to love yourself this week because February 13th is coming up and you deserve it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope you love this episode. Again, please leave me a review. It's how more women find us and they are finding us from all over the world. We ranked this week in the USA. Oh my God. Thank you to everyone in the USA. Thank you to those of you in Slovakia. Thank you to those of you in Malta. The Purpose Girl podcast is making its way around the world and it's because you are posting about it and you are sharing it with your friends. The more you share with your friends, with your mothers, with your daughters, with every girl and woman who needs self-love, the more we are changing the world one woman at a time. So please leave that review. Please share the podcast. Please let me know what you think and what questions I can answer. And I would love it, love it, love it if you would join our community. Totally safe, totally sacred, totally uplifting community on Facebook. Just search for Purpose Girl. You will find us, Purpose Girls, join the community. And make sure that you go over and you find me on Instagram at Karen Rockhind. I love hearing from you. You also can get your free Living on Purpose guide over on my website, purposegirl.com. Make sure you download that. Thank you for listening. As always, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now.